does low LDL cholesterol correlate or cause higher death rates? So there's an entire chapter in my new cholesterol book uh, on this topic, because this seems to be a huge topic online where people post a chart and you'll see that death rates are higher when people have low LDL cholesterol. And of course, they're much higher when you have high LDL cholesterol. No one is debating the high part. All of these online people that are anti-cholesterol or don't believe in cholesterol or trying to grift and sell you nonsense, they do they don't care about the part where the higher the cholesterol, the more likely you are to die. They seem to be only concerned with that bottom part of the U-shaped curve, or sometimes we call it a J-shaped curve, where the J part, you know, the little hook part or the, the low part where the LDL cholesterol is really low, but mortality goes up. So the question is, why does this actually happen? And does it actually really happen? So I dedicated an entire book uh, I'm, I'm sorry, an entire chapter, two entire chapters, actually, on this exact question uh, in my new cholesterol book. And if you want to know when that's coming out, it should be soon. I'm, I'm hoping to have all the final edits done within the next couple of weeks and send it off to the publisher. They still got to do their thing. I know it's getting towards the end of the year. We'll see. They usually give you a 12-week lead time where people can pre-order it so they know how much to make. And then eventually they'll you know ship it out. The hardback usually comes out first. And then usually the soft cover or paperback. Um, but if you want to know how to get a hold of that, go to dralo.net, D-R-A-L-O.net slash cholesterol. You can sign up to be the first to know when that book is coming out, get a few preview pages of the book, and get my ultimate lipid guide in the meantime. So the question is, how did this come up? So I'm going to just read you some parts of the book. Some of it is difficult to explain because it's graphical. So I'll pause and explain the charts. There's a couple of really neat, cool graphics that kind of explain this. So the chapter is called Low LDL Cholesterol Increases All-Cause Mortality? Question mark. Another common argument from the medfluencer crowd is that low LDL cholesterol has been shown to increase all-cause and cardiovascular mortality. A lot of cholesterol deniers will try to claim that having high LDL cholesterol is acceptable because low LDL Cholesterol has been associated with higher all-cause mortality. It's funny how they don't like to use correlation studies, but in this case, it's okay since it fits their narrative. They usually cite the Danish study or the Korean study on this topic or any number of studies that may have shown a similar result. People with very low LDL cholesterol are usually cachectic, meaning they, are, they have severe end-stage cancer. They are also severely malnourished and or have severe end-stage COPD. They have a very short lifespan. The reason all-cause mortality is high in these populations is because they actually die more. These people are on death's bed and they do actually die more despite their cholesterol being low. It's a perfect example of reverse causality in medicine. Low LDL cholesterol did not cause mortality. It's just that people with end-stage disease and low LDL cholesterol die more. A doesn't cause B. B causes A. Back to the Danish study. The Danish study that's being referred to is a study that analyzed lipid levels from 1977 through 2003. We barely had statins. The first statin came to market in 1987. And it was a weak statin. We didn't have rosuvastatin, the most potent statin, until 2003. That being said, 
Lipid-lowering therapy was not robust and not available. Look at the following charts. And here you have three charts. The overall population, which shows that the optimal um, LDL cholesterol was 140. Anything below 140, slowly mortality creeped up. All-cause mortality creeped up. Anything above 140, and all-cause mortality also uh, creeped up. The next chart is no lipid-lowering therapy, and it got worse. So the first one was overall. The next one was no lipid-lowering therapy whatsoever. The mortality went up significantly on both sides. The group with the low LDL and the group with the higher LDL. Anything above 140 also went up significantly. Now, the third chart is the one they ignore or they don't show or they don't, you know, they crop it out or whatever. The third chart is the same exact population or the same cohorts, the same people in Danish land or, you know, in this Danish study that showed lipid-lowering treatment. The average, now the, the, the curve shifts significantly. Now it's down to 89 milligrams per deciliter of LDL cholesterol. Anything above 89 and mortality increased. And this is all-cause mortality that we're talking about here. Everything increased slowly incrementally above 89, which is kind of why we target that 70 range from 72 to 90 range for most people. But if you have severe disease, multiple risk factors, we want you below that. Now, the most interesting part is when you go lower than 89. As you go lower than 89, in this case, the L, the death rates barely budge. It goes up, the, the hazard ratio goes up from 1.0, which would be equivocal or normal, to about 1.1, maybe 1.2. It's hard to tell from the graph. Whereas in the no lipid lowering therapy, it went up to above 2.0. So you almost doubled your chance of death rates with lower LDLC. However, if you were on lipid lowering therapy, your number is basically cut in half. You're down to almost normal. Um, so that's the chart that I'm referring to. So back to the text. The most important part of all three charts is the purple line on the very left side. In the top chart, you set the purple, you see that the purple line is elevated to the left of 140 milligrams per deciliter. Mark, mark up to about a hazard ratio of 1.5. In the second chart, you'll notice without lipid lowering therapy, the purple line intersects the y axis at a hazard ratio of 2.1, which is higher than the first chart, which was a composite of the entire population. The third chart shows what happened when you looked at patients on lipid-lowering therapy. You'll notice the hazard ratio was down to 1.1, which means there was no additional risk. In fact, risk significantly plummeted. What does this mean? All-cause mortality was lowered by lipid-lowering therapy for people with the lowest LDL cholesterol levels. This was all re-examined in 2020, and the above conclusions were made. The authors of the study themselves said that this was a case of reverse causation. They even went as far as criticizing those like Ravznikov and other known conspiracy, conspiracy theorists and cholesterol deniers for using the data to claim that low LDL cholesterol increases all-cause mortality. In their own words, and I quote the authors now, we ourselves were puzzled by the association between low LDL cholesterol and increased all-cause mortality. And we believe this phenomenon possibly could be explained by reverse causation, even though we tried to account for reverse causation in numerous analyses. 
and critiquing the cholesterol deniers, we are saddened to learn that doctors Verdonk and Van Lennep already experienced mischievous misuse of our observational study by those who mistrust the causal association between LDL cholesterol and risk for cardiovascular disease in general and the favorable effects of cholesterol-lowering therapy in particular. Indeed, one of the rapid responses to our paper by Raznikoff and co-authors follow exactly this type of misuse, a potential misuse we discussed thoroughly before publication and even considered whether we should publish this data or not. We were firmly convinced that the data should be published as we believe in the truth and in evidence-based medicine. As stated in our paper, it is important to understand that our results are based on observational analyses. Thus, they say nothing about the causal role of LDL cholesterol in the development of cardiovascular disease or mortality, and our results cannot be used to assess the potential effect of LDL cholesterol-lowering therapies. For that, we have abundance of strong experimental genetic and clinical trial evidence, and then they cite some of their studies. We trust that the BMJ readers of this excellent and evidence-based scientific journal will reject misuse of our results that harms public health. We were surprised to read Ravznikov and co-workers claim no competing interest. Through a simple Google search, we found more than 20 books authored by Ravznikov in English, Danish, Italian, Turkish, German, Estonian, Dutch, Finnish, Polish, Swedish, Japanese, and Korean, from all of which he makes profits via selling through Amazon and elsewhere. These books contain misinformation, I'm sorry, they contain information that in my opinion is questionable and that I would and that I worry could encourage patients not to follow evidence-based medicine and guidelines for preventing myocardial infarction and strokes by lowering cholesterol levels. Reverse causation is when you think X caused Y, but in reality, Y caused X. In this example, the cholesterol Deniers incorrectly assumed that low LDL cholesterol increased mortality when in fact people with higher mortality happened to have lower than usual LDL cholesterol levels. Based on mountains of evidence and the author's own admission, it is reverse causality. It turns out people who have end-stage disease are near death, have lower LDL cholesterol levels. Another example would be thinking that smoking caused depression when you notice that many smokers also have depression, when in fact it could be that they started smoking to alleviate the depression rather than the depression causing them to smoke. So that's kind of the gist of that chapter. The next one is understanding reverse causality. And what is that? And I think it's a brilliant article. Maybe we'll go through that next. This one is getting kind of long. There's an article that just now, it was just, it was just published, October 2023, that said, listen, people, we get all these studies. There was the Korean study. There was this Danish study. There are all these cohort studies that show that low LDL cholesterol seems to be associated with higher mortality rates. So let's look at how we can take out the covariates. How can we eliminate people who have severe disease, have severe COPD, have, uh, end-stage renal disease, have severe malnutrition, even though the other studies said they tried to eliminate that and tried to eliminate the confounders and covariates that may throw off their results, they did it incorrectly. And these people went back and said, listen, here's how you actually do it. The model that you guys used does show that 
LDL cholesterol being low did correlate with higher mortality. However, if you control for um, whether or not they were on a statin, age, sex, race, smoking status, BMI, hypertension, and diabetes, and then add in HDL, you know, and all these other 11 baseline factors and diseases, and wait about two years to eliminate some of the co-founders from early death, this is the actual graphic that you get. And you'll see that any any total cholesterol or LDL cholesterol below whether you're measuring 150 as for the LDL, I'm sorry, 100 for the LDL or you know, 150 for the total, anything below about 200, regardless of which one you're looking at, you saw a significant decline in uh, all-cause mortality, cardiovascular mortality, however you want to look at it. So that was the most important thing. They broke it down by age, you know, above 65, 18 to 45. We'll go through that one next, but definitely I just wanted to point this out that these studies are being used by people who are trying to sell you a dream. Like, yeah, it's okay. Take all the you know, eat all the cholesterol, uh, saturated fat you want, eat a horrible diet, it's okay. You know, the, the lower your cholesterol, the, the more likely you are to die, and like all this nonsense. That just makes no sense, and it just puts everybody in an awkward position. I'm glad the authors did publish that study so that we can have better data and learn how to analyze data better. The more educated we are, the better we'll all be. So I'm glad it was actually published. Uh, the question just becomes, you know, we have to be better at, teaching people uh, not to uh, read data incorrectly. Some of it is that probably there are some people interpreting this data that really shouldn't be reading data at all. They have no idea what they're looking at or what they're talking about, and they probably shouldn't be looking at data. But anyways, that's all. If you like this kind of content, shoot me some five-star reviews, write some nice words, and share it with all your friends. I will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.